you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. LAS Studios. It was one of the most destructive fires for us here in Southern California. What was especially shocking about it was not only that three people died, not only that it burned 1,600 plus structures, you had almost 300,000 people evacuated, and it burned across Los Angeles from basically Chatsworth in the San Fernando Valley to the ocean in less than 24 hours. That shows you how fast these wind-driven fires can move, and it was, it was terrifying. This is How to LA, a podcast that helps you understand and navigate this city a little better with every episode. I'm Brian De Los Santos. Today, we're talking about the Woolsey Fire. Malibu, a beautiful spot, one of the most beautiful in the country, but now it is up in flames. It started five years ago today, in 2018. And as you just heard, it burned a huge stretch of land across the Santa Monica Mountains in less than a day eventually scorching 97,000 acres. This entire neighborhood has been obliterated. All the mountains around here are scorched and not a firefighter in sight. The intense and erratic Santa Ana winds just kept fanning the flames, taking with it hundreds of homes from the hillsides all the way to the coast. It killed three people and destroyed 1,600 structures. A quarter of them were homes in the city of Malibu. I remember seeing reports and images of the fire and being anxious about the proximity. It was chaos in the city of LA and surrounding areas. I was running and it was dry and I had no water. So why was it such a monster? And more importantly, what did we learn from it? Did we learn anything? We live in a fire-prone state. In all these different landscapes, fire happens. It's a magnificent state with a lot of magnificent things, but we have a long way to go. We'll get into that with LAS science reporter Jacob Margolis and host of the Big Burn podcast. He takes us back to what happened in 2018 that got this fire going. Up in the mountains in the back of the San Fernando Valley, in between San Fernando and Simi, it was quite a bit windy. Winds in the 20s, wind gusts in the 30s. Up on the hill, uh, you had a power line, basically two wires arced, and sparks and melted metal dropped down onto dry brush, and the winds just took that fire start and got it going. Now, to put an arc in perspective for you, when you do get an arc between two power lines, that heat can be as hot as, uh, I think get as hot as like 35,000 degrees Fahrenheit in that moment. And so obviously that's way more than enough to melt any metal and, um, you know, enough to do a lot of damage. It wasn't too close to homes at first, right? Well, it was up in the mountains, up in the Santa Susana kind of laboratory area, but it didn't take long before it really started to charge towards homes. And there are a lot of homes tucked into these small little canyons up in that area. It's a great place for bike riding if you ever go up there, a great place for hiking. 
but it also makes it kind of tough to get a hold of a fire as it starts to go into these kind of nooks and crannies, especially pushed by strong wind. So did it kind of jump because of the fuel of the wind and all that? Yeah, absolutely. A ton of dry fuel up there, um, especially in between and around a lot of the homes, which is a major uh, danger factor throughout all of California, especially here in Southern California. And uh, that wind can throw those embers that start to burn from like the grass or the homes that catch on fire. It can throw those embers a mile plus ahead of a fire front. And so you just get spot fires starting up everywhere and it makes it really hard to contain. I can tell that by just talking about the Woolsey fire, you're kind of transported back to that time because it's it was yeah, chaos, it was right? It was very scary. I remember living in Palm Springs and leading fire coverage in different areas in Southern California, sending reporters out and helping out those teams. Mm-hmm. It was scary to see. Can you talk about what was going on at that moment with other fires and other things happening in that moment in time, November 2018? Yeah, so what makes a lot of these Santa Ana wind events really scary is that you can get multiple fire starts at one time, especially if uh, everything was already dry to begin with. And on that day, not only did you have the Woolsey fire, but before that you had something called the Hill Fire, which um, moved, it was like three miles in 15 minutes in the Newberry Park, Thousand Oaks area, trapped people on the 101. And so it's that fire already was tying up some of Ventura County Fire's resources when Woolsey broke out right on the line between LA County and Ventura. And so it was kind of a mad rush to pull enough people to go and hit Woolsey. Um, And Woolsey, you know, again, like we said, took off pretty fast. And within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, it was at the ocean. Now, mind you, as it was charging towards the ocean up in Northern California, you had the campfire. So firefighting resources requested uh, help here, but people were tied up saving the people of paradise. 85 people died on that fire um, as everybody, a lot of people got caught in the town or on the roads heading out of town. And so we really saw the limit of our firefighting forces during that year. What do we know about that move to fight the Hill Fire and fight the Woolsey Fire and everything that was happening at the moment? Yeah, I mean, the Hill Fire started first and there were immediate life safety issues. And when there are life safety issues, that becomes the priority. And so Ventura County Fire was rushing to save people. Um, And the Hill Fire looked like it could potentially run to the ocean, too. I mean, the Woolsey Fire ended up overtaking it. And in hindsight, it's like, okay, this became the, the major fire at the time. But in the moment, I mean, Hill looked really bad and it was really bad and it was threatening lives. So now to the Woolsey fire again. In the end, why was it so shocking and destructive? It burned almost 100,000 acres, although that number seems small now, doesn't it, Brian? Mm. Because we see million-plus acre fire complexes now. But it destroyed 1,600 structures. Um, It killed three people, caused the evacuation of almost 300,000 people, and damaged property to the tune of about $6 billion. And what it was was a reminder that even in a highly developed place like Los Angeles, amazing major fire, a major unstoppable fire, is very possible, especially when the Santa Ana winds come along. So it really was the wind that made it such a monster. Yeah, I would say, one, it was the wind, which is the major factor here. Two, it was extremely dry conditions, which, you know, and a lot of fuel that was ready to burn. But three, it ran through areas with a lot of development. If there were no people and homes in those areas... You know, we probably wouldn't be talking about it, but because we have built out these mountains and I'm not against it, I would love a house in those mountains. I don't have one, but it's pretty beautiful out there. I get why people build there. But because there is so much development in the path of these winds and these mega fires, you know, 
it, it, it was the way it went, it was going to be a disaster. For me, it was like seeing it from the TV, from Twitter at the moment. Mm-hmm. I saw it like the fires through the freeways, wasn't even on the five north. And it, it just felt like it was in the city. Like yeah. I was wondering if buildings near Hollywood would get on fire and all that. Yeah, because we have such a robust firefighting apparatus here, we kind of assume that almost every fire is handleable by that apparatus. I mean, you have like humongous planes and Black Hawk helicopters and firefighters out the wazoo from all over that come from all over the country or the world to help fight fires here. And when you see one and you realize that, oh, okay, the only thing that's going to stop it is the Pacific Ocean, like the reality of that situation really sets in as it's it's very bleak and it's very scary. And it really, um, with everything we've seen over the past five years with, say, the Tubbs fire that, mm. you know, destroyed an entire town, Coffee Park up in uh, Santa Rosa area, or the campfire in Paradise, you know, there's no reason that we couldn't lose a town or a neighborhood here in Los Angeles too. And the Woolsey fire just reinforces that idea. After the break, we'll talk about what we learned and what we haven't. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish, rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, let's talk about the lessons learned here. Cal Fire investigators determined that the Woolsey Fire was caused by electrical equipment owned and operated by Southern California Edison. That's not that uncommon for fires to start that way in California, right? Yeah, so nine of the 20 most destructive fires in California history per Cal Fire had to either do with uh, electricity, electrical starts, or or power line starts. And the truth is that throughout much of the state, a lot of our electrical infrastructure is quite old and needs a lot of maintenance. When you have these really high-powered winds, sometimes that electrical infrastructure fails. And, and the, the big problem is obviously when sparks fall on dry brush or, say, um, sometimes you'll have, like, trees that fall and lean up against the infrastructure that catch on fire, uh, you know, it it is just kind of the perfect, uh, perfect sort of little event to get things started. Now, there are a lot of questions about what to do about this. And, you know, there are discussions about undergrounding power lines at certain locations. It's extremely expensive um, and impossible in some spots. Uh, there are also, you know, the possibility of retrofitting certain lines. Um, but this is all part of the big discussion in California right now around this because people definitely want to mitigate this problem. So did anything change after that with these like electrical companies was 
they become like a precedent into future changes? One of the big things that's developed over the past, I would say, five plus years are um, public power safety shutoffs, uh, basically where they cut off the electricity uh, during a high powered wind event. Um, and then you're without electricity. But the hope is that those lines can then not spark and drop onto dry brush and start a fire. That is becoming more and more common. Um, and hopefully at some point those lines will be retrofitted or fixed to the point where th this won't continue to happen. I also want to talk about the residents who lived through this. Uh, mm -hmm. You wrote about a group in Bell Canyon that created something of its own firefighting group. Tell me more about that. One of the things that happened with the Woolsey fire was um, because it moved so fast, it caught a lot of people off guard. And because it overwhelmed firefighting resources, um, a lot of people felt abandoned during it. And in Bell Canyon, it was one of the first places that got hit. It's again, it's kind of right up in that San Fernando Valley area where it started. And they did not feel like the firefighting response was adequate enough. They felt very alone. They promised themselves that this would never happen again to them. And so they went out, they bought their own like brush fire trucks, uh, own fire wow. equipment, and they have been training to get ready for a fire to come through. And what they will tell you is that they're not going to replace firefighters, but in the event where something starts, they want to be able to hit it very early and they will get out of there when firefighters come. One of the things that's happening in LA County is that uh, there are these different groups besides Bell Canyon that did pop up, um, including down in Malibu uh, and in Point Doom. And LA County is now starting to work with some of those groups, LA County Fire is, to make sure that different people feel empowered and can help uh, their communities respond when fire comes through. So that might be evacuations. It might be uh, dragging out some hoses here or there. It might be, uh, you know, uh, making sure that people are safe if a fire is on its way. I feel like I saw a lot of images from that particular fire of people just trying to help out somehow, you know, and even mm -hmm. celebrities, you know, figuring out how to protect their home. So I feel like there's a lot of images of that. Let's talk about the future of fire season here in our region. This particular fire shocked everyone, how it burned all the way to the ocean. Did any new understanding come from that of how fires work and maybe how we should fight them in our mountains? The biggest thing that I heard is that you're kind of on your own. You can't expect wow. firefighters to handle everything for you. You need to prepare. And that's the message that's come from firefighters as well. You need to do uh, defensible space around your home, especially in these areas that can get hit with fire. That means clearing brush. It means sometimes replacing your shingles or protecting your vents from little embers getting in and then they burn your house from the inside out. It might mean that if you live in the Santa Monica Mountains or in Topanga and say you have a resource like a pool or if you have a giant tank of water, that you put a sign out front to let firefighters know, hey, there's water here that you can access if you do need to fight fire. So there is a lot of stuff that I would say really since the Thomas fire in 2017, that local firefighters have been promoting, Cal Fire, LA County Fire, LA City Fire, Ventura County Fire, have been promoting to help people get ready because the next one is always right around the corner and they need people's help too. Wait, and I have to ask you this question because my Uber driver the other day was like, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm glad we're not gonna get any fires this year. I'm like, hold on, I have to ask this to someone who knows this. Is that a true thing? Because I don't think so. The number one thing that dictates whether we have fires here in the L.A. area is, one, going to be whether we have strong winds, two, if it's dry, three, if people start the fire in the first place, people being, you know, infrastructure or individual humans, 
If we didn't start any fires, there wouldn't be any fires for what it's worth, but people keep starting them or infrastructure keeps starting them in different ways. And so um, until we can stop the ignitions during these high wind events, you know, I don't see an end anytime soon. Yeah. Offering three tips here for people who might be living in the high risk areas. What do they need to know to protect themselves and their homes? I mean, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to toe the, uh, the the government line on this one. I'm going to say, uh, harden your home. A Cal Fire, if you just search for that, Cal Fire has really good guidelines on like clearing brush and whatnot. Uh, the second thing you should do is pay attention when there are red flags. Get your go bag ready, especially if you are in an area where you could get trapped like Topanga Canyon and if a fast moving fire is coming through. Back your car into the driveway is one of my favorite uh, pieces of advice so that you can zoom out when uh, the smoke is blocking out the sun and you can't see anything. Uh, and three is sign up for all of the emergency messaging services that you can. Um, you know, make sure that your wireless emergency alert system is is on on your phone. Uh, sign up for like LA County, LA City, Ventura County, wherever you live, uh, fire alerts. And then as a plus, because earthquakes are also coming and we got to talk about those, Brian, uh, everyone should sign up for MyShake as well, which is the early warning app for earthquakes. And so, you know, you want to know when something's happening and you got to be prepared. All right, Jacob, thanks for the real deal here. Yeah, stay safe. That was Jacob Margolis, LA's science reporter. He has deep reporting on Southern California fires, so go check out his coverage in the show notes. Thanks for sticking around and hopefully learning all about fire in our region. This episode was produced by Megan Botel. Check back tomorrow for a new episode of How to LA. Stay safe out there this fire season. It's not over yet. Catch you later. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.